I simply can't consider John 14, 30-31 without becoming emotional. The profound courage and determined sacrifice embedded in my Savior's words recorded there always elicit a reaction from deep within my soul. First, he told his disciples that the time for talk was nearing an end and the time for action was at hand. He said his consummate confrontation with the devil was on final approach and he referred to him as the ruler of this world, a title that results from the forfeiture by our sin of the dominion God originally gave humanity. And by identifying him that way, he was signaling what was at stake sacrificially satisfying the consequences of mankind's rebellion and restoring God's intentions for his creation. Next, Jesus declared he has nothing in me, which meant that because of his sinless life, Satan had no claim on him. The coming showdown would not be about securing anything for himself. He said it would be a demonstration of his loving obedience to the will of the Father. Then he followed this with a statement many commentators have taken to be Jesus simply concluding the Passover meal and inviting the disciples to join him on his journey to Gethsemane. And this interpretation assumes that the content of the next three chapters unfolded along the way. But since those chapters end with John's record of a lengthy prayer, he plainly states Jesus finished before he and his disciples left for the garden. I think the phrase that closes chapter 14 and is rendered by the New King James Version as, Arise, let us go from here, was something far more significant. The original Greek could properly be translated as, Let's do this. And I think that colloquialism better captures the heart of Jesus in that moment. With full awareness of what was coming, why, how soon, and what it would cost him, instead of shrinking back or attempting to postpone it, he leaned in and gave voice to his determination to see it through to completion and the victory over sin it would accomplish for us all. And although it's a deeply flawed comparison, what I feel when I read these words is somewhat like the sense of grateful pride many of my countrymen experience when they recall the day in June of 1944 that our troops joined with those from Britain and Canada to storm the beaches of France's Normandy coast and confront Hitler's plan for world domination. Strictly speaking, it wasn't our fight. It wasn't our nation that was under threat from Nazi invasion. Still, our brave soldiers answered the call to advance into that arena of terrible suffering for the sake of others. And I can almost hear them cry out from their landing craft as they came ashore, let's do this. Some friends of mine are currently traveling in Europe and a much anticipated part of their itinerary is a visit to the D-Day invasion sites. They're going to what is often referred to as sacred ground to pause in silent reflection and honor the sacrifice of those who gave their lives there in defense of liberty. 
how much more should we regularly visit the holy terrain at the foot of the cross in worship and there glorify the one who boldly determined out of his love for the Father to face head-on with immeasurable sacrifice the suffering that purchased our spiritual freedom and gained for us his presence as our destiny. Eternally offering our praise from sincerely grateful hearts is the only appropriate response for so great a salvation. Let's do this.